Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another Six Rings and Football Things podcast. We are in the midst of Patriots training camp, fresh off the practice field from day six of workouts. They had a day off on Sunday. The last two days have been in full pads. I'm Andy Hart. I've been there for, well, five of the six sessions. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't there Saturday. <laughs> He's Chris Scheim. Fitzy is on vacation, but we will not let there be a lapse in our six rings coverage of the summer because the reality is, Chris, football season's here. There is a there's a preseason game on Thursday, the Hall of Fame game. The Patriots are a little more than a week away from their own preseason opener. We are in the midst of fans in Foxborough loving slash questioning the offense, the defense. Like, I feel like we have hit the ground rolling here. Yeah, I, uh, I it's definitely football season. Like, as much as I hate wishing summer away because it's my yeah. favorite time of the year, it's the beginning of August, and football is starting this Thursday night. The Hall of Fame game kicks off. Thursday night, we get Jaguars and Raiders, which, you know, may not be the biggest game of the year, but you know what? Hell, it's football. Um, I'm excited for one. I was talking to Mutt about it this morning. You know, you know me. I'm a podcast ho at this point, so I'm all around the place. Yeah. So talking to Mutt on my other podcast, and and we're just elated, excited. It's it's the smell of football is in the air, and it is uh, it is exhilarating. Yeah, well. When we get into the discussion of the Patriots, I'm not sure what that smell is. And so what we're going to do here to kick off this six rings is we're going to play a little game kind of herd slash saw and where Chris hasn't been at camp, but obviously has been keeping up with all the coverage coming out of camp, the blogs, the tweets, the writings, the reports, everything. And I was down there for five of the six workouts. And I'll be honest with you. There's some things that I know is, is being put out there that I agree with. There are some things that I disagree with. So Chris is going to kind of lob up some things that he's taken in from afar. And then I'm going to let you know what I think about those things and react to those things. So shine time, try to keep it semi-positive to the, to start, but what yep. do you got? So my good, I'm going to try and keep unbiased questions, just questions directed at you, toss okay. them up to you. Okay. So here's the first one is, is I'm getting mixed signals about the offense. Mm. Some moments I'm getting glowing reports about receivers or certain plays, but then overall, I'm getting reports that things seem clunky and things seem rough. Um, what have you seen so far with the Mac Jones-led offense and Matt Patricia-led offense? Okay, so I'm going to start not with my opinion, but with uh, an opinion of a media member. I'm not going to give his name, but I'll just tell you he's very respected. And he tends to, to sort of be on the positive fact-based side of things, doesn't take part in hot takes, doesn't get Ooh. all negative like Chris Scheim. Yep. So it's not <laughs> Greg Bedard. And, and, nope. And <laughs> so on the practice field today, he says to me, starting to get a little worried or concerned. And I go, about what? And he says, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, 
yeah, I'm with you, but I'm usually like that. I'm the negative one. To hear it come from this person was a little more eye-opening. The Patriots offense has struggled through six practices. It has shorts and T-shirts. I wrote a column actually on our website kind of giving them the pass because I was like, well, really, that's seven on seven. They're not really built for that. They don't have the elite athletes, these guys that are just going to be like, boom, boom, catch, boom. You know, like you watch. I keep saying Cam Newton's seven on seven team, whatever that team is, he runs out of like Georgia, Atlanta, that area. They're built for seven on seven. They're some of the best athletes around. Bingo. We know the Patriots aren't, whether you deem it with your own eyes, whether you read these ESPN lists where they rank everybody, they don't have an elite receiver. They barely had a tight end make the list. They don't have like these elite playmaking running backs. Their quarterback, quite frankly, is not a dynamic athlete. He's a facilitator. So, okay, they struggle in shorts, T-shirts, seven-on-seven action the first four days. Well, okay, well, now the pads are on, and they're still struggling. The run game is not finding any holes to run through. I can literally pick on, like, one hand the the number of times I've seen a nice hole open up for somebody to run through. More often than not, they're getting stuffed by the defensive front in the backfield. And the passing game has looked uh, inept at times, has looked high school caliber at times, where – the, the best play they had for a while was like a sprint out right pass where they hit the uh, running back in the flat five yards, which is like literally high school 101 football. Yeah, spider Y banana. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then these other things you read about, because you still have people doing stats. Oh, Mac went 16 of 21 and threw a touchdown. Well, I'm just going to tell you, a lot of those plays are broken plays, plays that took seven, eight, nine, ten 10 seconds to take place where Mac is rolling out backside pointing to a receiver to like make a move because the, the route's already dead with the, the, the yeah. route he was originally and then lobbing it across the field or throwing across his like I would deem it unsustainable not realistic not how Mac is going to make his money there's also been Mac scrambles where the crowd goes nuts so They're I've seen like, a lot of Kyrie like tweeting like Mac's moving like it seems like he's quote unquote, working on his kind of like off schedule approach where it's like not everything's going to plan. And But is that by design or is that because the rest of the team is struggling so poorly? I know we're not on video, but I'm shaking my head vehemently. (laughs) They're just not getting open. Like guys are not getting open. The routes, the combinations, the reads. That was the the worry when they didn't get a legit number one receiver. That was the worry. So so I so I to clarify, though, is this so? I know Bedard in particular, and not to bring his name up again, but his his written about how the new scheme looks rough. Now, is it the is it just learning a new scheme? Is this a new offense that the Patriots are developing? Is it that out the Patriots are just struggling in offense? Period, or is it because the defense is playing really well? Um, sure, you could spin it towards the defense. Now, I happen to think it's. I've used the phrase. Fitzy doesn't like it. Instead of uh, iron sharpening iron, we have jello softening jello. I think you have two two units that may not be all that good out there competing. Um, that makes sense. Some guys have made some plays on defense. Some that that, but the opportunity was there to make the play because, for example, today just this is just a minor example, but they were doing one on ones, receivers, defensive backs. Uh, Nelson Aguilar toasted Terrence Mitchell, who's been taking reps opposite Jalen Mills. Looks like he has a shot to maybe be your one of your top two starting corners. Toasted him. He's got a five-yard, and Mac underthrows it, gives Mitchell time to catch up and knock the ball away. Like, there just haven't been enough plays made by the offense, whether, whether it's physical plays where I just dominate you or scheme, get somebody open. 
there's been too many mistakes. Like there was one, maybe day two or day three, where Jacoby Myers, boom, 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 wiggle, boom, breaks to the outside, except he and Mac weren't on the same page. So Jacoby Myers now wide open on an outcut, like four yards from Jalen Mills. The one problem is Mac threw it directly to Jalen Mills. So oh. I, I think there's communication issues. I think there are maybe some – we spoke with Mac Jones today, and I will say – I'll be blogging about this later on WEI.com. So by the time people hear this, they can read about it as well. Mac was um, Mac was a little down. Mac was down on Saturday. He threw a pick six to pretty much close out practice to, to Kyle Duggar. And he was clearly frustrated with himself in the offense today. He said, yeah, I'm frustrated because this is competition and we're at practice. So the only thing I can compete with is our defense. And that was a day where we lost to our defense. And that's a lost day. And he said something about feels like getting shot in the heart or something like he he's taking it hard and he did wow. reference the new offense you know learning the new offense figuring things out but he also referenced it's not rocket science and we need to figure it out we need to pick up the pace here we have good coaches he continues to put faith in the coaching staff the first time he talked to us in camp he was talking about he loves the open conversation with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and I know Matt Patricia said it's a divide and conquer. We have a bunch of guys that can stand in front of the room, different areas of expertise, and it's all great. It isn't great on the practice field. And mm. I include the run game in there. Now, I think your boy Bedard, let's bring him up for a third time. Um, <laughs> third time's a charm, right? I believe he described it as an abject failure. Mm -hmm. Probably a little extreme this early. Seems in camp. a little early. Even I'm a, I'm a negative Nancy, and that even seems a little early to yes. me. But I will say they have some work to be done because there is a transition here. If this were Josh McDaniel's offense, I'd say you'll figure it out. They've done it before. They've been doing this for 10 years. This isn't, this is the Belichick Patricia judge offense. So we knew yep. there was going to be a growing period, but you're spinning You're Fred Flintstone. You're running in place. At some point you need to get, start moving forward and, and pushing yeah. the car forward. Because as I said, you only have three preseason games now. One is little more than a week away. Like the time, the, the Dolphins are coming. The Dolphins are coming to steal from Paul Revere. <laughs> now, um, so we're talking about the quote unquote new offense. Yeah. Are you identifying more like zone runs or does it look similar to what you've always known, but they're just telling you it's a new playbook because it's now the Belichick Patricia judge playbook. Well, I think the bulk of it is the streamlined terminology. A lot of the players have said that it's terminology more than anything else. Sim streamlined. Simplified. Like yeah. things, things making more sense. It sounds like some word associations that didn't used to be logical. Like you, high school one on one football is like Rip and Liz. If I say R, it means right. If I say left, it sounds like they may have had like left. Rip meant middle, and you're like, wait a minute, that's an R word. Shouldn't an M word mean middle? Like some of yeah, that. Yeah, and stuff, it's like on defense. Defense is calling mango mango. That's man. It's very yeah. like it's it's like trying keep to be it basic. simple. Keep it stupid. simple. Stupid. <laughs> we don't need to outthink. Now, I know some people, Andrew Callahan, others have been trying to ascertain is, is this an offshoot of the Shanahan offense now? Is it an offshoot of the McVay offense? And they're doing bunch formations. Yeah, they've always done bunch formation. Like, I don't know where they're going to go. Like, to where you started, they often try a lot of stuff in the summer. They're not only putting in their base, they're putting in new stuff. And then, well, you know what? We don't like that. It doesn't work. It doesn't suit our personnel. We'll go in a different direction. The zone running? Yeah. Are they doing some zone runs? Sure. I would say none of the runs have been productive. Nothing they've done running the ball basically has been productive. Um, but they've done zone runs in the past that I've seen with the Patriots. So I don't know where it's going to like sort of zero in on. 
Yeah, and I also think that people uh, trying to ascertain if it's going to be the Shanahan offense need to dial it back a little bit. I'm just going to yeah. say it because it's not going to be the Shanahan offense. Like, And if it was the Shanahan offense, it they wouldn't be simplifying things. Things would be getting more difficult. Like The reason Shanahan is so picky about who he plays and why he plays these random guys is because he doesn't give a rat's behind about talent. He just wants you to do what he tells you to do. Because right. that's how his offense is designed. It's designed like a science. Um, so if they were going more Shanahan-esque, it would not be simpler. It would be much more complicated. It's a, there's a whole reason why guys like Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins in their first year in the offense struggle, but in their second year, like, explode, right? And so to assume, like, to just assume that you're going to a Shanahan-style offense to me where things are getting – but all of a sudden also things are getting simpler, that doesn't – those two things don't make sense. Um, so I, I think those people need to step back and, and understand the bigger picture. Correct. And 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 I'm not sure they know what the big picture is right now. Like they're No, still I don't think anybody it, does. Um, like the first answer from Mac Jones today, they just sent out the transcript, so I want to touch on a couple of his comments. Perfect. Um, where are you guys two days into padded practice was the question. It also included, we see you running a lot. That doesn't seem like, you know, where the offense wants to be. And he says, I think we have a lot of room to grow here. The goal for me is to not run the ball and throw it. Like he's admitting that's not our offense. We don't want to be doing that. Um, and he, another answer, I think we're all just trying to learn and figure it out and move along at the end of the day, it's a player's job to execute. They've done a good job explaining each play, and it's our job to go out there and execute. But that idea that we're trying and we're trying to figure out what is going on here, I think, is the theme. Like they, yeah. they haven't gotten to where they're comfortable on the practice. They don't have field. an identity, is what it feels like. No, and and two days into padded practice, that's probably for a team with a new coaching staff on offense, a new coordinator, well, exactly. whatever. Like for years, it was forget McDaniel's. The identity was Tom Brady. And then Tom Brady leaves and there's still at least some continuity because the identity is the Josh McDaniel's offense. Now right. both of those things are gone. You need to figure out, especially with a second year quarterback, which is difficult enough. You need to then figure out exactly what your identity is. And I just, I don't think right now they know exactly what that is. And as I said earlier about the Saturday pick six, disappointment, frustrated, I care a lot about football. We all do. It's very competitive. And when we lose the day, quote unquote, to me, that's like a shot in the heart. It's like we lost the game. So like they're competing out there and he's not happy with the results. He isn't. And we've talked a little bit about this, that he's in a no lose situation, because if they do struggle, a lot of people are going to say, well, the team's not that good around him. And this coaching staff is questionable. Like he might be the third guy to sort of be criticized third on the list of questions or yep. problems. But he's not going to look at it that way. Like, this is year two of his career, year two yeah. jump and critical year. I want to be good. Hey, I made the Pro Bowl last year. I want to advance and improve. As he said, he's taken ownership of the offense. So if the if he's taken ownership and the offense stinks, he feels like he stinks, whether he yeah. really believes it's his fault or not. So um, I think there are a lot of questions with the offense right now. And we knew we knew coming in the story of camp and into the season was going to be the offense, Max 100%. development, the coaches. So – we're getting what we expected. I'll be honest, it is it has been less productive and less good than I expected in terms of the offense. Um, yeah. But I did want to say, I want to spin it positive a little here. Ooh, let's so see. So I would say individually, you can pick out guys on the offense that are looking good. So from my perspective, the guy, one of the guys in particular that sounds good is Devontae Parker. 
He has been good, not great, I will say. He has okay. shown the ability, certainly got off to a nice start the first couple days in the non-padded work. Um, really made some nice contested catches, has made some nice catches down the sideline on like deep balls, so to speak. Um, has caught the ball well. Certainly brings a physical presence. I'm in- interested to see where that goes. There was one day, I believe it was Terrence Mitchell. They were in a red zone drill, and Mitchell was not going to let him release to the outside. Forced him inside, shoved him like they're kind of going at it. Parker still got to the outside, caught the ball, touchdown from Mac Jones. So I'm intrigued with what he brings to this mix. Um, Everybody's talked about him fitting in, like the players, teammates. Like there's been a positive there. But I'll tell you, he's not the best wide receiver they've had through the first six days of camp. Okay, so my my inside source, he may be under 10 years old, believes – it's a uh, Nelson Aguilar breakout season. Well, your 10 year old inside source uh, is dead on right now. Nelson. Wow. Really good. Really to, good. I, he's going to, he's going to love to hear that. I'm going to tell him tomorrow. He, I don't know where it'll go. I hope it's a breakout year. I hope he lives up because it's funny. Everybody would like him gone because of his contract and he wasn't very good last year. And I love those stories when everybody wants a guy gone. And then in the end, you're like, huh, boy, am I glad that guy's not gone. He's pretty <laughs> damn good. Um, uh-huh. Nelson Aguilar has looked really, really good pretty consistently for six days to open camp. And, you know, it wasn't shorts and T-shirts or then not pads or vice versa. Um, I'll tell you one thing. One-on-one drills, and I don't remember this standing out last year, he effing shakes guys like you wouldn't believe. He embarrasses guys, just absolutely gets off the line and leaves a guy like, you know, broke his ankle, so to speak, for like the basketball term. So has this... Has this been against guys like Terrence Mitchell, or is he getting paired up with guys farther down the depth chart because of Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne? Funny you said that, because the first time I noticed it on like day two, maybe even day one, it was one-on-ones, and he absolutely undressed Joan Williams. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's Joan Williams. <laughs> exactly. So then I kept watching, and he kept doing it to everybody. He did it to Mitchell. He did it to maybe Mills. One like now he's doing it to most okay. people he goes up Good. against. Um, so if you did like a stock watch or buy sell, yeah. Right now I'm buying Nelson Aguilar. Ooh, uh, okay. Now I would also say, um, as we as we kind of go through the receivers here, sexy position. We're talking about the offense struggling. Blah blah blah. Um, the the rookie Tyquan Thornton. Mm-hmm intriguing intriguing yeah he's he seems to be getting a little bit of buzz especially with his speed he talked i know he talked to media and stuff like that and he even said he he wants to be more than just fast yep. he's like i already know i'm fast i want to be more than that so um he seems like he's fitting in at least he i'll, I'll tell you what a he gets down the field which you'd hope with a guy that runs a 4 40 mm-hmm. uh catches the ball really well over his shoulder he made a catch today one of those true like not even really tweets over- yeah, like it was over his head. It was like almost a lean all the way back, and the, and the ball got dropped right in the bucket. Like that Jim Edmonds, like yes. kinda yes. center field catch. And and clear here, as we just talked about, beating Jalen Mills on the play, who is your number one corner. For whatever you think of Jalen Mills, he's your best cornerback. Yeah. Um, so good matchup for him. He, he's He's caught the ball well, I thought, though, at all levels. Like in cuts, out cuts, crossers. Like okay. he, he's... He has pretty good hands from what I've seen. So, okay. So now this begs the question and excuse my uh, bias in the question. Is it going to be, is his 
uh, speed actually going to be a threat? Has Mac Jones shown that he can actually throw a successful deep ball so far in practice? Yes. He's had ups and downs. I said the one earlier to Aguilar was underthrown. He's had some of those. Um, But he's had some nice balls in the bucket. I will say... And you don't make this into a big thing. I'm just going to make I a won't. Statement. I asked my question. I'm just going to take the answer and we'll move to the next one. So go ahead. Uh, Zappy throws a nice deep ball. And I, I'd actually <laughs> honestly say the two days of padded practices, I thought Zappy did a better job running the offense and was the better quarterback. But we're not going to make a big deal no, no, out no. of that. But also, to, to his credit, I think Zappy also probably played in an offense that was more, is it, at least from what I understand, seems more like what they're running now. Like it that's probably be. what he came from. Now he's inconsistent. He also has the occasional yeah, head so scratcher like, scratcher throw that you're like, that's awful. That's yeah, he's a quarterback out of Western Kentucky. Of course he right. does. Like it's but um and, and, but again, he's a guy that threw what like 60 touchdowns, two touchdowns or something and like, like 5,600 yards. So yeah, he's yeah. I I can I can understand that he probably has can put some zip on the ball, but he's also gonna make some stupid mistakes. Yeah, so um Other areas of the offense, Ramondre Stevenson, I continue to like catching the ball uh, out of the backfield. Um, Actually, if you removed the the balls that Mac Jones has thrown to Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, you might remove most of Mac Jones's completions from the summer. He's been dumping the ball off to the backs or in the flats. And so I, I think I kind of expected that though. Like I think with the oh, change sure. in offense, I think they were trying to lean, like get the running backs, both of them more involved in that receiving game, especially without a guy like James white in this yep. lineup. Um, so speaking of that, ha- is Ty Montgomery a factor at all, or is he basically po- like a, a possibility to get cut here um, by before the end of preseason? Well, I wouldn't rule him out getting cut, but I definitely think he could factor because he looks like he's very much in the mix Second tier receiver, like at bottom of the depth chart receiver, yep. certainly as a returner, he's lined up in the backfield some and caught it. So, yeah, it, I don't I don't think it's hard to envision him making the roster in a Brandon Bolden roster spot, not necessarily the okay. same role or usage, but Brandon Bolden was a core special teamer who, because he was a core special teamer, was also the backup third down back. Like, so I, I do think Ty Montgomery could have a role. I actually think Kevin Harris has caught the ball relatively well in some of his chances, who's the the bigger um, yep. rookie running back. I wouldn't read too much into that, just sort of yeah. noting that he's not he's not stone hands. He's not incapable uh, of doing that. I'm sure you've read it, and I don't put any stock in it, but John U. Smith has looked okay. He's looked yeah. athletic, caught the ball a little bit. He looked great last year in the summer. There's a reason I predicted to him to have 80 catches for a thousand yards. He looked really good. He looked like they were going to throw him the ball a lot. Um, so I'm not, he, he needs to get, he can do anything he, he wants needs to prove it on the field. Yeah. He, he, but even he needs to prove it on the regular season field. Oh yeah. yeah. Like week uh, one against Miami. If he comes out and gives you something, it's like, okay, I'll start buying it. Okay. But that's where I am with that. Um, the last aspect of the offense that I would talk about is the offensive line, which is um, interesting in a variety of ways. First of all, we continue with the Trent Brown left tackle, Isaiah Wynn right tackle. Isaiah Wynn spoke this week. Isaiah Wynn had a little back and forth with Phil Perry. He smiles a lot and says that's got nothing to do with me, which makes no sense. It has everything to do with you. You're the one they move positions with. Um, he's clearly not happy. Like he, He's not saying anything, but he, it, it, in his not saying anything, he's clearly not happy um, being at right tackle. Trent Brown has been dominant in one-on-ones. He, of course he has. It's, we, we, we've been saying this all along that that guy's the best lineman you have. But you got to get him dominant in September and October and make sure he stays on the yeah. field, not in one-on-ones in August. Um, 
the most interesting note of the week. It's never a good sign when I need to consult my roster when I want to talk about the person in question. Oh, but um, your boy, Michael Onwenu, has been obviously slotted in, penciled in at the right guard spot. Yep. Uh, until today, when he started losing reps to number 74, Arlington Hambright, who is now taking reps with the first unit at times at right guard in place of Mike Onwenu. Uh, Hambright, and good. he is a, a second-year player out of Colorado, 6'5", 315. I'm not going to pretend I know a whole hell of a lot about no, him. I know nothing. I've never even heard of the name. You could have you told me that guy was a Power Ranger, and I would have believed you. <laughs> I will say that your boy... You mentioned him. We're going for number four here with Bedard, who loves to give uh, wins and losses in one-on-one -on -one matchups. Um, did deem him the best offensive lineman of the day in, in the first wow. day of padded practice. And a day later, he's taking reps at right guard. So I'm going to guess Probably reason for he that. was right. Like, he worked hard. He won his one-on-ones. People noticed, and they said, okay. But my bigger point here is, A, we've talked about the house of cards. Like, mm -hmm. these are their starters, but Fragility who are the backup? Oh, my God. Well, maybe he'll be because he also takes the left guard reps with the second group. So maybe he becomes okay. your like strong backup guard. Or I'd say this. Bill Belichick made it clear he didn't really want to play Mike on Wenu last year when he played uh -huh. Ted Karras instead. Yep. Maybe he doesn't really like Mike on Wenu. And if this Hambright guy is any good, maybe he unseats him again. And all the pro football focus geeks will be like, oh, my God, he was the greatest rookie lineman ever. How could you not play him? I'm starting to wonder that Bill doesn't like him as much as any of y'all do. That's fine. I mean, I, I, I can't claim to be the offensive line whisperer. Um, that may be true. Bill may not like him all that much. Another theory I'm going to toss at you. What if uh, Bill also senses the displeasure from Isaiah Wynn and he's preparing to kick on Wenu back out to tackle again because he has done that before? Is that Could a possibility? Be. Could be. And then the obvious possibility is they're just building depth and versatility yes. in the first week of training camp, which they've always done. And we may note tomorrow, maybe he's taking reps at left guard instead of Cole Strange or... Speaking of Cole Strange, how has he looked? Nah, fine. Like, really, I would say nondescript. Like, I haven't seen him kicking ass and dominating. I haven't seen him not, you know, like, getting his ass kicked and being dominated. He's been out there. Um, okay, which... again, not to represent my bias, but does he look like a first-round guard? Um, Right now, no. Right now, no, because to me, okay. if you look like a first round guard and I know different spot in the order, but like people think Quentin Nelson or guys that come in and like dominate right away, yeah, you kick ass. He does not look like he's ready to kick ass mm -hmm. right now, but I don't I don't necessarily think that means he's not ready to compete at a at a, a high enough level to help. Yeah, you. it's also day two of pads. So yeah. like I understand I understand that I'm taking that with a grain of salt, but I had to ask the question. OK, we're 25 minutes in. Should we talk some defense at all? Uh, yeah, we can, let's, let's make it brief. Let's hold ourselves. We'll hold ourselves to four minutes of defense here. Four minutes. They're getting short shifted. Uh, we can talk Lord. about the defense later this week. The offense okay. seems to be the big talker, uh, here. Give me your highlights on the defense so far. Who okay. stands out to you as a positive? Let's start positive here. Who stands out? It's a great question. Oh, that uh, doesn't the, sound good. Well, no, you know what? I think the front has been pretty stout against the okay. offensive line. Two days of running now in full pads. And Devon Godshaw with his new contract. Lawrence Guy up front. Um, Josh Uche has been making a little bit of noise. Um, now, does it look like it's going to be Wise opposite Judon, or is it Uche? Uh, well, Wise has been um, – a partial participant, I'll say. He's okay. He's, I think he's dealing with something. He's gotcha. not out there at the start of practice. 
I'm not sure he's done any team reps, oh, 11 wow, on okay. 11. Any So Uche's been out there uh, a decent amount. Um, you know, Raekwon McMillan is clearly getting a lot of reps, and I've been a guy that I did think he would be. So is he getting like, reps opposite Judon, or is he playing linebacker? No, like he's linebacker. he's in the middle. Um, but okay. sometimes it's three linebackers on the field with Judon, Raekwon McMillan, and Bentley. Like Bentley had okay. a would-be sack today coming off the edge. So I don't know if he's taking on a slight like high tower role where he's like off the ball, but could be up as he's a pretty big guy. So he could probably hold up on the end of the line to some degree. So we'll see where that goes. I think that falls under like trying stuff, testing stuff. The other guy I want to ask about just because I saw the quote from Belichick to Sirius XM. Did Jelani Tyvai have anything to do with this defense? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, and whether that says more about him or the defense, I don't know. Um, okay. he made a couple plays today, which stood out, popped into my head because I had seen the Belichick quote talking yep. to serious sex. And so Bill clearly likes him. You know, it's interesting because it was similar to the Uche. Like he called him a piece of the puzzle or whatever, or something like mm-hmm. they're piecing this puzzle together. They're figuring out who a lot of these guys are on the front and even at cornerback. You know, I found it interesting today. So it's been primarily Mills and Mitchell as kind of your quote unquote. We're not supposed to call them starters, but they look like they're starters. Um, Today, they were going more with Butler and damn it. I'm drawing a blank on the other guy with some of the first reps and then rotating that second group in until they got to the red zone. When they got to the red zone, that number one group was back out there. So is it one of the Joneses or anything? Are they no, uh, the Joneses have been bumped down a little? Um, okay. Marcus was the was in the slot with Mitchell and Mills early in camp, but before okay. Jonathan Jones came off PUP, since Jonathan Jones has come off PUP, looks like Jonathan Jones is right back in his slot spot. Even to some degree today, they had the first defense on one field and the backups on another, and Marcus Jones was on the other field, so he kind of okay. he was a placeholder for Jonathan Jones for a so couple days. So he seems there. like the backup slot corner at this moment kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. But like so even Miles Bryant is back and getting reps. He's bumped early in the week before these guys were back cuz Miles Bryant was also on on PUP on our list whichever one he was. Um before he came back before Jones came back, Marcus Jones was getting reps, Sean Wade was getting a few reps. They're now over on sort of the the second field, the second unit group. Um So that starts to give you a picture of sort of the hierarchy in the back end. I will say today, Bill Belichick mentioned that he would like to get all four safeties on the field. We've talked about that, that all four safeties. Now, I don't know if Bill misspoke and he meant because Peppers is just getting back from the ACL. I actually think Bill may have meant get all four of them on the practice field at full health. Not on the field at the same time. The way he said it made it sound like he meant on the field at the same time. So we'll yeah. see where that goes because Peppers did say he's not full health. He's out there. He's off PUP, but he's he's limited. He's still taking mental reps and, and things of that nature. Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces on the defense. There are some guys that I think have shown some kind of like offensively, some intriguing um, individual plays, matchups. Yep. But I will say on the whole, if it were a competition, as Mac Jones points out, the defense has been more consistently good against the pass and the run. That's I, I got to tell you, that's surprising and and I, at least somewhat encouraging. I, I don't know if that's again, I don't know if that is uh, uh, in part because the offense is stunk or the defense is just being really good. I can't really tell. Um, maybe, maybe we may have a better idea next Thursday when we see them actually face a different team and, and get some more sense of what's going on. 
and and I do think that's where joint practices will also matter. A yes, lot of definitely. reps against other competition, other schemes, different faces. Because they've like Isaiah Wynn had a throwaway comment where he said, "Have you seen our defense? It's loaded." And I'm like, "Your defense is absolutely not loaded. Like I, I know you're a good teammate, but if you think the best you're going to see at right tackle." is only what you're seeing from your defense, then you're going to get your eyes open because you're going to face better players when you go against other competition. But it's all the uh, – Judon said it. We're all each other has right now. Like, now, like for Judon, when he goes up against Trent Brown, I do think if you beat Trent Brown, you can probably beat almost anybody. Whereas if Trent Brown kills Josh Uche, I don't know if that means Trent Brown's going to kill every pass rusher he goes against this year because yeah. I'm not sure Josh Uche's an elite pass rusher. So it's part of the feeling out process, yes. So – Sorry, it's more than four minutes. I'm done. No, that's fine. You know, Short I think we can move on. Then. 